Good afternoon, Los Angeles and all of Southern California. I'm Farley Malaris, and you're listening to Astrological Metaphysical Radio, the phenomenon of the 80s, on KFOX 93.5 FM, your talk alternative. All right, Southern California, and you got it, yet another edition. Can you believe it? I think sometimes people tune in K-Fox at 12 and they go, yep, he's still on the air. <laughs> Expecting something to knock us off the air like that earthquake in Nepal. Oops, or some kind of uh, space shuttle misfiring. How about a Russian satellite that weighs 4.4 tons? I'd like to have that come down with a nuclear reactor intact. A lot of interesting things happening these days in the transits. And I'm pretty darned excited about it. Aren't you? What would you think of that summer, huh? Was that quick? Talk about flat. Isn't it funny how history and time does go by? Makes you wonder whether time really exists, doesn't it? <laughs> I think somebody making this up, isn't it? What happened to these 40 years that I had and all of a sudden they're gone? It's so weird how time does go by so quickly that it must be an illusion <laughs> because because you think yourself, I'm in the now, I'm in the now, I'm in the now. Wait, the now just became the past. The now is the past. Now is the past. What is the now? Is Is there a now? Is there a question? Well, makes you wonder if there's anything in life you can trust or you can respect. Well, I was going over in my head today exactly what topic I should do. I, <laughs> I yeah, it's funny. I did a topic yesterday called Heavy Cardinal Transits. Then wham, that Capricorn moon hit today, and boom, I felt like the boom was lowered on me or something. Woo! I'll tell you something. Some of these transits are just unbelievable. Isn't it amazing when you are an astrologer? When you are an astrologically inclined person, you know people that much better. You don't have to make assumptions or presumptions anymore because you're psychic, you're intuitive, you know things that are going to happen. You recognize when people are manipulative or stubborn or into rejection or lying or cheating or stealing or whatever. And even though it's like you are totally aware that you are headed into a hurricane, (laughs) you are totally aware the vehicle you are driving will not handle this storm. You are totally aware you are going to crash and maybe get killed or at least have a trauma connected with it, but you still fly into the eye of the storm, just like the brave, courageous, spiritual warrior from eternity that you are, and bingo, those lessons in life do hit. You know, when those heavy transits hit, let me tell you, that stuff comes out of the walls. Isn't it funny that there's really no place to hide in this dimension when it comes to life and when it comes to learning and understanding life situations and expansion? of evolution of the soul and philosophy of God situations. There's really nowhere to hide. Isn't it funny how in life we are constantly conned and manipulated and dragged through the muck by people that come up to us and they go, sure, Farley, no problem. I'm your friend. Yeah. Yeah, Far, come over here. I want to show you something. I love you, Farley. You're a good guy. You're wonderful. Yeah, put my arm around you. Then you get stabbed in the back. It may take a couple months, six months, or a year, you know, later. But it's like life on Earth sometimes is like a zoo. And you got to remember that sometimes it's like being in the zoo and you're playing with the animals. And even chimpanzee will bite your hand off. So (laughs) you got to be careful because no matter what you expect to happen, oh, it's a little monkey. It's been in Tarzan. I've seen lots of monkey movies, Planets of the Apes. And then 
Guy says, oh, I've had this monkey for 15 years. It's completely safe. And all of a sudden it attacks you, right? You never really know what to expect when things do happen in life. But so many trials and tribulations affect us on a regular basis. Time goes by so quick. So much is uncovered. So much is discovered. Those of us out there that try to be secretive or try to live our lives in a state of balance or a state of normalcy, those of us that try to have privacy or try to create relationships, even though we know that there's connections or attachments with other people, we overlap relationships. Many of us are married. We're not happy with our marriages. We try to manifest something new while we're still married, thinking that the marriage is really over, but when the new relationship doesn't work, we go running back to the marriage, and yet we expect everything to be the same there. You know, we create such a karmic jungle out there in life without knowing it. And during these heavy transits, it all comes out in the pudding, doesn't it? It's like you have this rice pudding cooking in the oven for a long time, and you even forget about it. Then somebody says, dessert's ready, guy. (laughs) And all of a sudden you go, yeah, I remember that. You know, it's weird about time and about life and about transits and karma and, and this dimension. Stuff comes up from past lives. Can you imagine being psychic or being aware that you've actually been married to people? Like, I have the unfortunate power, right, admittedly, of being able to recognize my wives from past lives. Tom Jacobson, who channels Dr. Peebles, we got together once. We had a session. It was so embarrassing for me. I don't know what I did with the tape. I think I lost it. But when he did a session for me, can you imagine having Dr. Peebles in private for like an hour? And, you know, he charges quite a bit for that. I traded him one of my readings for one of his, and we went out on my boat, and he gave me a reading. And he goes, Ah, yes, Farley, you are a quick study when it comes to women. You always recognize your wives from past lives, and you have, let's see, about 200 of them. (laughs) You know, I sit there trying to live my life and meet these women. Oftentimes, you feel so close to people, right? Even, can you imagine, like, the strange situation of being, like, 15 or 16 and recognizing a wife from a past life, right? who's like 11 (laughs) or 12 even, or, you know, vice versa, somebody that might be in their 80s or 90s uh, where you're like 20 or 30 and and you recognize soulmates. I mean, there's some complicated karma that goes on in life. There's some complicated circumstances that we create on a day-to-day basis. And there's also a lot of complicated garbage that comes up from past lives. Many of you are trying to keep relationships solid. Many of you are trying to keep relationships stable. Many of you are also being confronted with wives and husbands, right? And major karmic experiences from past lives that crop up out of nowhere. Can you imagine? I'm really happy. I actually repeatedly thank the God essence that I haven't been remarried since 1974. I got married in 72 and divorced in 74. So I hadn't gotten remarried in 14 years. And right now I have no plans, of course, to do that. Because how would I have absolved and worked out and confronted this karma. Can you imagine for a moment what it would be like for a married person that has been married for about 10, 15, 20, 30, 50 years, right? You wonder why so many people are swayed out of their marriages or out of their commitments, why there's triangles and quadrangles and quintangles, why some people are dating and having sex with three, four, five at a time, why some people are cheating on their husbands, cheating on their wives, and then they come back and expect everything to be the same. How the heck is someone in a commitment, for example, or a marriage, supposed to work out their karma that they have with themselves, with all these husbands and wives that come out of the walls from the past? A lot of people, when they get married, 
They don't consider metaphysics. They don't consider karma. They don't consider past life resolution, right? They don't consider the fact that maybe part of the reason why they were born in this particular life cycle is to make a peace with some of these relationships that they've had with themselves and other people throughout many lifetimes. And that's why I say I consider myself lucky that I have been able to make the contact with some of these wives from past lives and make a peace with them. Many of them, of course, many of the women that I have known and loved in my life are still my friends. Uh, Most of them, if I know where they are, we have contact. We have an occasional exchange that lets me know that there has been a peace that's been absolved. If I'd been married for 14 years or married for now 16 years, would have been darn difficult for me to confront some of these relationships and try to patch them up. But many of you out there are married. Many of you out there are in relationships, commitments. And many of you are trying to live that American dream where all of us live and we grow up and and we like to think we can find that one special person, right? That one miracle worker. I'm not talking about Helen Keller, but somebody in a relationship that would serve as a miracle worker that would bring you fulfillment in body, in mind, in spirit, and in emotion. Somebody that can keep you interested that can retain that romantic cycle for years on end without depletion of emotions, without depletion of romance, without depletion of the physical contact, without depletion of the mental contact. But so many of us are confronted with these romantic cycles, these physical cycles, these mental cycles, and these spiritual cycles coming to an end, the depletion process occurring. And then when we find ourselves living with a roommate more than a spouse, we are encouraged to get involved with other people we know and recognize as husbands and wives from past lives. As metaphysical people, we try to absolve this. Society's culture, society's mores, of course, go against this. Many of us are confronted by married people, are people already in commitments, and we wonder, why are they doing this? Why don't they process their relationships? You take a look at a person that would come out of one relationship while they're still in it and try to get another one started, Then you say to yourself, is this the kind of person I really want to be involved with? Somebody that has an unprocessed relationship, but yet I feel the attraction, I feel the bond, I feel the magnetism. What should I do? They're telling me that they're going to leave their husband, they're going to leave their wife. The story changes as time goes on, right? You yourself are guilty of overlapping relationships, so you yourself find out you're the same animal. Can you believe the reflection that exists in society, in America, among men and women, whether they're straight or gay, with this overlapping of relationships when all these people are trying to absolve the karma of multiple lifetimes from multiple spouses, right? And the complications that arise from same. And then we wonder why there's so many hurt feelings going on. Well, this is what it's all about. This is the age of Aquarius. This is the age of enlightenment. This is the age of clarity. Everything is coming to a head right now. Things are being worked out. Things are being clarified. Things are being made crystal clear. Peace is being made at many levels between people within themselves. It is time for us to qualify. It reminds me once again of Logan's run. (laughs) When you reach 30, you fight for rebirth or requalification. Of course, no one knows what happens after you get fried in the light when you reach 30, right? But same here on Earth. We don't know what happens if we do qualify. A lot of us into astrology and metaphysics recognize this period as a great period throughout the history of the universe as a wonderful period of renaissance and revolution and recognition and spiritual growth and enlightenment. And not many of us are sure exactly what is going on when we send up these nuclear satellites, when we create nuclear missiles, when there are millions of people starving and suffering and 
Meanwhile, we're putting millionaires as president when we probably have a poor person as president of the United States without any donations legally required. It makes me wonder why a country that is not made up with majority of rich people would elect a rich person president. That's because money makes a president, you know, so makes you wonder whether anyone should be president or not. For a while, I was down on Bush. And then I heard that Dukakis had freed all these felons and had given all these murderers parole or some kind of, I forget what the word is for it, but he just let a lot of these people that were rapists and murderers set free. And then they went out and continued their murder sprees. We're going to make this guy president. Now I'm down on Dukakis. Then I'm down on Bush again. <laughs> it makes you feel like you're living in a vicious circle of some kind. But really, that is what's going on in life right now. This is a very powerful time. And not only are situations in the world strange and in what we call a flux rebirth, but we are all involved in personal struggles and rebirth. You might be involved in a struggle concerning your health, a struggle concerning your personal economic security, a struggle concerning your personal social status or your personal love status. It seems like we do create these struggles. We do create these monsters. A lot of them are from past lives, and a lot of them do need to be resolved. But what we do is we compound them. Why? Because we are continually confronted with more lessons that we must absolve. It's like before you're born, you make this contract with your soul where you take this course in life, and in this course, you hope that you can go ahead and tackle certain major problems and situations and certain people and make a peace. But when you get down here, you find it's a little bit more complicated than that. During these heavy transits that we're going through right now, right now it's extremely complicated. <laughs> so a lot of people right now are very confused, very nervous, in very hurt situations, and in also very frustrating situations, and it's no wonder. It is no wonder that we find ourselves in those situations. I'm blessed. I'm truly blessed. I know I'm blessed because I'm single, I'm free, and I'm over 21. I have some kind of economic security. I'm at my wits. I live pretty much of a sober, holistic, vegetarian lifestyle. And at least I have my power of prayer, my power of meditation, my power of visualization, and my power of choice. Although sometimes I make the wrong choices like all of us. I'm still human, and I'm still fighting for freedom. You know, because that's what I find life is really all about. When people try to make money, you know what they really want in life? They want freedom. When people are in relationships, you know what they really want in those relationships? They want freedom. You know what kind of freedom? They want the freedom to love and be loved. And if that barter is not there, then you know what they really need after that? They need the freedom to have space. But really, what I think we're really down here on earth is we really are striving for spiritual freedom, for mental freedom, for emotional freedom, and for physical freedom, right? Good health, good mind, good body, strong spirit, kind heart. And if you can get that, if you can get that healthy body, that healthy mind, that powerful light inside of you, and that kind heart, then you got the game beat. You know, during these hard transits, and during these times of manipulation, and lying, and cheating, and stealing, and murdering, and abusing, and rejecting, and firing, and quitting, and all the strange stuff that comes down and puts a lot of us in a corner, in a dark corner, in a deep hole, what we really want is we want to be free. But we're in control. Hey, you put the shackles on. It's up to you to take the shackles off. It's that simple. Give us this day our daily bread. You know, there's a saying in that. Something about bread and shelter being provided for those that are deserved of it, right? There's a reason why you don't deserve bread and shelter. Maybe it's either a past life experience or a current karma that you're going through. But usually most of us can obtain the basics with logic. 
if we try to. With a little effort and a little logic, most of us have the equipment to obtain these basics, the daily bread, the daily shelter, and the daily nurturing that we could seek from people. Boy, we really do know how to put ourselves into a torture chamber, don't we? We really do know how to allow ourselves to become susceptible to complicated situations, to complicated relationships, to complicated marriages, to complicated people who have unprocessed relationships, involved with complicated partnerships, complicated business deals, complicated future forecasts because of contracts we sign, because of deals we make. Why do we do that? You know why? It's karma. It is karma. And that's really what this topic is all about. What goes around comes around. And everything you have, you made. God created this universe, and you created this universe from your point of view because you're God. So you have no one to blame but yourself for what you have. If you're married and your wife cheats on you, you created it. If you're married your husband cheats on you, you created it. You can't blame anybody but yourself. You're the one that chose to marry this fool. If you don't like living with a person that cheats on you, get out. Free yourself of it. Lift the shackles. If you're living at home with a parent who's an alcoholic or drug addict and it bothers you, free yourself. Get out of there. If you're in a job where you get tortured by your boss every day, you created it. You're God. Free yourself. That's what these transits are all about. We are now being confronted with the kind and with the hostile reflections that we have delivered throughout time. A lot of it is not a pretty picture. If you don't like it, then hopefully you'll be in a position like me, like Farley. I'm free, single, free, and over 21, in control, in power, solid mind, sound mind, solid body, sound body, kind heart, bright spirit. I will survive. I will overcome. It's okay. I'm okay. You're okay. It's easy. So just remove the monster from your back. Get the monkey off your back. Take that sack of troubles and toss it into the Grand Canyon. Free yourself. There's no sense living in slavery for yourself or for anyone else. Why do you allow yourself to be tortured? Why do you allow yourself to suffer? These cardinal transits are a tremendous opportunity to allow you to be free. Life will never be the same again. It'll be like a whole new planet, a whole different dimension. What the heck? I'm adventurous, aren't you? It's Indiana Jones all the way. You can't have fun. You can't take chances. You can't gain experience unless you know how to be powerful, free, and stable and centered in life. Those of you out there that are enslaved and you know who I'm talking about, it's your own problem. It's your own creation. Don't call me and blame me. Don't call your friends and blame them. Don't blame your mother. Don't blame your father. It's all you. You did it. You created it, whether it was before birth, many lifetimes, or during this lifetime. It's up to you to change it. You're the artist. You're the producer. You're the director. Now, the topic today was called manipulation, but it turned into a topic on karma and this great age that we're entering and basically just current life situations that everyone's going through. So we'll just call this topic current life situations. (laughs) Now, we actually pride ourselves around here. The Astrology Hour is a fun show. We've been on KFOX now for going on five years. One of the reasons why is because we have wonderful folks out there, the public, that allow us to stay on the air. Also, gosh, I do want you to know that I am having a hard transit this week. 
But you know, nothing is really that difficult for me because I have hope and I have the power of visualization. Yesterday, my dad didn't feel so good, so I took him to the doctor. And you know, but I kept visualizing that he's fine. And when we got to the doctor, he said, you know, I feel great. (laughs) I gave him a little healing too. But you know, I always feel that where there's life, there is hope. And where there's slavery, there can be freedom. And this topic is really dedicated to many of you, especially new age people, spiritual people that understand the laws of metaphysics and the laws of karma. And you've really put yourself into some uncomfortable spots. You've really put yourself in situations where you know you could be better off. You know, you could be in a situation where you could free yourself. And when you have a hard transit, when you are suffering your worst, when you are crying, when you are feeling the pain, when you are feeling that pressure, that depression, let that be a signal to you that this is the time for you to take those shackles off and throw them away. Visualize yourself being so free that you can do anything you want without anyone criticizing you or blaming you or arresting you or making you feel guilty or making you feel weird or strange or put down or lost or lonely or depressed. Because if you're in a situation where people can make you feel that way, knowing that you really created these people to make you feel that way, my advice to you is get out. Get out of there and be happy, be free, be loving, and be unto yourself. Be truthful unto yourself. You might lie and cheat and steal to everybody else, but don't do it to yourself. Be honest. Be honest to Farley Farley. Okay, Far. (laughs) Okay. Now, we are ready to go to the phones and talk to Laura, who is a Taurus with Gemini Rising. Hi. Hi. How are you? Very well. How are you? Fine. What can we do for you today? Well, my sister had a baby girl this morning, and I would like to know if you can give her a general scan. Wow. How was the birth? (laughs) Uh, It was very good, she says. Oh, really? No problem. No problem. (laughs) I'm glad, because I know sometimes there can be difficult births, and with these transits today, I guess she must have did okay with that Capricorn moon. What time was the baby born? At 8.42 a.m. 8.42? Yes. Hmm. So that baby's got moon and Capricorn, Virgo, sun, and probably, I would say, is a Libra rising, maybe Virgo rising. So she's got one workaholic baby there. (laughs) That baby probably be doing the dishes before it's old enough to know how to talk here. Just like her mom. (laughs) Yeah, I I think this baby is going to be a wonderful, loving, caring, nurturing child may have a little bit of a temper here with Venus square Mars and also will be encouraged to be a very active, high-energy person, very psychological in nature, big communicator, big talker, maybe talking early. How's the marriage? How's the mother and father get along? They're beautiful. Oh, good, good. So we'll have real good support then. Congratulations on the baby, okay? Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Let's go to Shirley, who is a Libra. Leo rising, is that 1952, Shirley? 1932. 32. See, I tried to make you 20 years younger, just like that. Thanks a lot. Did you relate to the topic? Yes, very much. I called you today because I'm wondering about a career move. I haven't got a job right now, and I'm looking. And we're also considering moving up to the Pacific Northwest if we can get work there, my husband and I. Can you pick up anything about that? Where at in the Pacific Northwest? Portland or Seattle. Hmm. What degree is your Leo rising? 14 Leo 52. Yeah, I think you're moving. (laughs) Yeah, Pluto's entering your fourth house which is a real strong encouragement. You think you feel like moving now, but wait for a few months. In about six months, you're going to want to get out of here and catch a freight train, probably. I would also think that you are definitely a hardworking leader type person. So whatever you do, it should be either in management, supervision, 
or something to do with counseling. You would have been an excellent therapist or psychologist, by the way. You probably do it for free anyway. That's true. People have told me that a lot. You might want to consider becoming what is called a lay therapist. Those are people that are really unlicensed and admittedly so, but they still give people therapy and they're still good at it. You just have to kind of print that on your card that you're an unlicensed therapist. But Okay. Uh, you're having a second Saturn return, too. When Saturn comes back at second time, when you're approaching 60, the area of 60, then, you know, your life's lesson becomes obvious. And you, because your Saturn is in Capricorn, as we know, your big life lesson has been career and success. So it's definitely something to ponder. But I think counseling the ways to go, okay? Okay, thanks a lot, Farley. Bye, hon. Bye. Let's go to Danya on line five, Gemini Sag Rising. Hi. Hi. How are Hello. you? Hey, uh, DJ. Yeah, DJ down from Canada. That's right. And, um... Nail me to the wall with your topics yesterday and today. Oh, really? Gotcha, huh? Oh, yes. I was almost in tears listening today. It hit me in so many places. <laughs> I was almost in tears, too, I'll tell you. Oh, really? And so I feel the tremendous of these transits, and I'm in a time to make decisions about returning home and so on. Mm-hmm. So much confusion around short-term direction, what to do now, and life's work has never been clear to me. What's anchoring you? Let's put a pinpoint on what's making you a slave. What specifically is keeping you from being free right now? One exterior thing, which is from the interior, is finances. I certainly can't make money in the States. I'm against the wall. I'm powerless that way. Really? It seems to be exasperating things. Why can't you make money in the States? What's your talent? What's your gift? Well, I have many talents, but laws are very stiff. Oh, you mean... uh Immigration. You, oh, immigration. Yeah. Even if you're Canadian? Pardon? Even if you're Canadian? Yes. <laughs> I didn't know that. Anything outside of the U.S. is an illegal alien. Oh, gosh. You're shown plenty of money in your chart right now. Jupiter is sitting on your Venus for six months. You have a moon in Libra, I think. Is that right? I think you are absolutely correct. Moon's trying your Jupiter. You are gifted as a psychologist and a counselor. You're having a Jupiter trying Saturn. Your chart looks wonderful. But isn't Mars doing something horrific right now? Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, as if Mars is, you know, kind of blasting your Uranus, and Venus is on your Uranus, so emotionally you might not feel too centered, but boy, the potential's all over the place there for sure. That's the thing. If I can realize this potential and not get caught in my own, what I call, mind stuff. Are you worrying about relationships right now? Um, a little. I think you need to focus. I think instead of spreading yourself so thin, you should either focus on one thing or the other. If you're in red alert for money, then you should focus. I've been known to go celibate for months if I'm broke, <laughs> which means that I'll be on a, like a 20-hour work cycle until I get the money I need. Because I know money above and beyond anything else is freedom. And I really yeah. believe everyone is capable of making that money as long as they let down some of their ego defenses. Frankly, I don't like McDonald's, but if I was broke and I could get a job there, I'd work there, you know. So I like people, so I'd do just about anything. Well, I have done all sorts of things, but I'm starting to feel I may have to do a return home before I can come back and try it again. Well, check it out, but your chart is still lit up for tremendous gains right now. That's amazing, because I'm just on the edge. Yeah, well, maybe it's back in Canada more than here. Oh, but uh, that's right. This is a wonderful area for resources, and maybe all this so-called, you know, pain and struggle is helping me to push me through to the light. Okay, well, good luck, okay? Okay. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Yeah, a lot of Gemini in that girl's chart. And people with immutable planets right now are kind of wondering what's going on, that's for sure. I'm Farley, and this is the Astrology Hour, KFOX, Redondo Beach, 93.5 FM. 
Let's go to Gina Atoris with Cancer Rising. Hi. Hi, Farley. How are you? Superior. How are you? Oh, all right. Did you like the topic too? Um, actually, I used to listen to your show before I moved, and then I just moved back into town about two days ago, and I like your show even more than I used to. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's been real interesting. Thanks very much. I have a question. Polly, I really look forward to my Jupiter return for a couple of years in advance, and I had a bouncing baby boy really strong right on my Jupiter return. We had the same Jupiter, as a matter of fact. On the same house in the same degree. Huh. <laughs> but, and that was on the 2nd, on the 15th, he passed into spirit. It was a very hard birth, but he seemed very healthy, and then he just passed into spirit on the 15th. My question is, I really didn't understand that. Of course, I don't understand a lot of things. And Pluto is all over my 5th house. Mm-hmm. And I guess it will be for the next nine years. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, Pluto being the planet of death and uh, being in your house of children. Right. And also moving into aspect opposition, your Mercury in Taurus. I hate to say, tell you that this is a karma, but everything in life, unfortunately, a lot of it can be designated as such. Oh, this whole birth, I knew from the conception on. It was totally planned. Uh huh. It was even conscious conception. Mm hmm. And I wouldn't change it for the world. You know, I'd do it again. Just to have that. What did the baby pass? Uh, what was the problem? They don't have a reason. Hmm. I mean, it's just, you know, after two autopsies and the whole thing, there's, you know, they haven't been able to find anything. Some people are just so evolved that even though they're pulled to be with us on this planet, mm-hmm. when they get down here as a baby, they experience just enough karma to patch up everything they need in their spirit to take them beyond the light. It was into higher levels, and that's that's probably what happened. Yeah, the child is probably like in a sage state of consciousness right now, and it just it's one of those things. I really feel sad about it, but understanding life and death the way I do, I understand that this spirit was extremely special. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. I, I do feel that. Mm-hmm. I feel blessed to have had him go through my body. As a matter of fact, this was a Leo child, August second, nineteen eighty-eight. Right. And he, I was born at 4.35 p.m., and it was a C-section. It was a, an extremely hard birth. Saturn was in his first house, as a matter of fact, but it wasn't conjunct as rising. As close as I could get, it seemed to be about 14 degrees Sagittarius. Yeah, he had a Sun-Mercury conjunction at 10 Leo, exactly square his Pluto at 10 Scorpio. Right. Which is almost like a kiss of death, you know. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, if it's not, if it's not the child passing, it could be a lifetime of struggle. Uh-huh. So this probably hit your husband very hard. I was a single mother. Oh, you're a single mother. Right. We left the father the first month. Oh, the father didn't even know about this? No. Wow. No. Uh-huh. Whew. That's heavy. That's real heavy. Well, I hope you're okay now. Are you? We're experiencing this. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe it's time to try to meditate and regress a little bit. Maybe you can somehow make some contact with the spirit and See if you can get into context exactly what happened. Maybe you can get more of a spiritual perspective. But I did a topic on this a few weeks ago, actually, hmm. how birth is so painful that so many of us during birth, right before it, or sometimes shortly afterwards, there's a part of our souls that go, no, I don't want to do this. I don't want to have this pain. Mm-hmm. And I assume that some of these child deaths occur because the spirit just can't handle the pain of life. Well, you know, Saturn, in the first house, I have heard, shows a reluctant 
soul yeah. to come in. Absolutely, absolutely. That's and so true. It was a hard birth, and that, I guess, shows also. What I was really concerned about is that I have heard that children with that aspect or beings when they come in, that they don't always feel loved. And I absolutely adored this child. I absolutely adored this child, and I wanted this child. And the other thing is that Pluto being in my fifth house, I'm wondering if I, well, for the next nine years, and I'm 35 now, if I'm going to be able to do this and be able to have a child. I firmly believe in the philosophy. Oh, hold on for one second. Don't go away. Jim, what'd you say? You're tuned to your talk alternative, 93.5 KFOX, Redondo Beach. I firmly believe in the philosophy of never giving up. And frankly, this is such an intensely deep karmic experience that I really feel that the growth that you would realize from this would have to create a much better vehicle and a much better surrounding for any child. So I would tend to think the next one would really be something. Well, if Pluto in the fifth house doesn't necessarily mean death, per se, does it? No, it's rebirth. It's transformation and transition always. It can mean death, but in this case, you know, it did. But uh, for you personally, the baby passed on, but you definitely changed from it. I know I have been blessed. I have to go, but thank you for calling, and God bless you, okay? Thank you for your insight. And I love you. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. That's another edition of Astrological Metaphysical Radio. Hope you liked it. See you real soon. Weekdays in the Fox at 12 noon. Bye-bye.